Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we are helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can check us out online at mynsc.org. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout your week. And now, check out this week's sermon. I, I do have a, um, a word from the Lord today for all of you. Something that, um, <clears throat> that, I'm, that I'm calling just no fear. No fear is the, the title of this uh, message today. Just peace in uncertain, uncertain times. Have you, have you guys ever had the long night? It's just the, the night where you can't fall asleep. Like no matter what you do, your mind is just racing and racing and racing. It seems that my wife and I have had those long nights uh, multiple times. And I mean a lot of times over the past couple of months. In fact, this whole year, We've had a lot of sleepless nights for multiple reasons. And um, anybody, have you ever realized, well, maybe you haven't, but a lot of times pastors know this, that whatever is happening in the life of a pastor is oftentimes happening in the life of, of the sheep. It's happening in the life of the church. And, and, um, and as praying for you and praying for uh, what I know some of you, definitely know some of you are going through, and I just have a, a suspicion that some of you are going through some things that you're that you haven't even told many people yet, and I don't know about it, but there, there are several people in this church that have just come to my mind, and I've just started praying for them specifically because I just, I just think that the Lord is, is, is teaching me to pray for them, telling me to pray for them. And I, I'm just guessing that I'm not the only one, and Jennifer's not the only one, my wife, that, that we're having sleepless nights. If, if you've had some insomnia, some racing thoughts just over the past month or two months, maybe even this year, could you just raise your hand and say, yeah, it's been a little, wow. Wow. Okay. Well, no fear, everybody. We got some things to talk about today, don't we? And today's going to be a word of encouragement. And then at the end of this, I'm just going to kind of give you how we're going to end this thing. The Lord told me what to do this morning, and, and, um, and it has to do with a spoken blessing. And I, I got out the word of, of the Lord, and I just, started, I just started writing down verses after verse after verse of what the Lord would want me to speak over you today. And so at the end of this, we're just going to have a time of, of of, of corporate, um, how do I say, corporate encouragement. Uh, uh, it's going to be a, a mass a, a mass altar call. You know, we're all going to go to the altar, it, meaning you're going to stay right where you are, and we're just going to receive what the Lord would have for us today. And I think there's some things that the Lord would, would want to share with all of us. I, I want to start out with some portions of Scripture here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, starting in verse 33. In fact, it is verse 33. I'm going to read this out of the New King James Version. It says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. God is not the author of confusion, but actually peace. So a lot of times people, um, you read a verse, and sometimes it doesn't stick out like the way it should. And so I'm going to make this stick out to you this morning, that God is not the author of confusion. He's not the author of insomnia. He's not the author of unrest. He, he's not the author of turmoil inside of you. He is the author. He's the inventor of peace. Why? Because God is peace. God is peace. In fact, how many know we serve a Savior who's called the Prince of Peace? Everybody see that? So, so he, it's not just something that he shares. He, he does that, but it's also who he is. It's also who he is. God 
is peace. God is peace. Romans 14, 17 says this, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That when you come into the kingdom of God, when you're adopted into the family of God, some of the things that you are meant to experience are righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen to that? Like that's what we're supposed to be experiencing right now as the children of God. But the devil loves to come in and loves to, to accuse and loves to, to try to convince people they're, they're not a part of that kingdom, that peace doesn't apply to them, that they can't experience joy. And those are just lies from the devil. If you are in the kingdom of God, you are supposed to, you are meant to, you are able to enjoy his righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, everybody. That's what we're meant to do. John 16, 33 says this. This is Jesus speaking here. He says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in this world. Now he's speaking to his disciples. He's speaking to his followers. He says this, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Hey, hey, you're going to have some trouble. You're going, to have, you're going to have some temptations to give in to the unrest that the devil would try to put in you and try to put on you. There's going to be some tribulations. There's going to be some trials. There's going to be some tough days. But don't worry. Don't fret. Don't fear. Because I've given you peace. And I can prove that to you, that this peace is yours because I have overcome the world. He would say, can I, can I tell you something like this? This is so important too, that a lot of you, um, there, there's a reason, and I could have chosen so many verses about the peace of God, but I wanted to specifically show you these three because these are Trinitarian verses. The, these verses tell us about the Trinity, that, the God, that God of our Father is not the God of confusion, but the God of peace, that we are part of a kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, Jesus said, I have come to give you peace. I I gave you peace. And the proof is I've overcome the world. We have the ministry of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. How many see that? That all three persons of the Trinity are working for your good. And they want you to experience peace. They don't want you to experience unrest or turmoil or fear, frustrations, questions. They don't want that for you. God doesn't want that for you. The Holy Spirit doesn't want that for you. Jesus doesn't want that for you. I'm telling you, everybody, God is bigger and greater than we ever give him credit for. And no matter how, no matter how much you've praised God in the past, he's worthy of more praise than that. How many know that's to be, that's the truth. He's worthy of more. He's worthy of more. I'm going to show you some things this morning that are so important in the source of peace. Now we know God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, We know three in one, that they're all active in peace that we are meant to enjoy in our life. But peace, number one, peace is not the absence of turmoil. It's not. It's actually the presence of God in the middle of the turmoil. When when, when things are going well and you think, wow, I'm just at peace, that, can I tell you something? There's a lot of things that that, that go well in people's lives that don't know Jesus and they think they're at, they're at peace, but they're not at peace, not at real peace because peace is not the absence of turmoil. It's actually the presence of God in our lives. So no matter what we're going through, we can still be at peace. We can still be at peace. So those restless nights that my wife and I have been having and, 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 and the, the thoughts that just keep going and going and you can't shut your mind off at night, 
I know, I get it. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I've been there too. But also when I'm in those moments, and we've all been in those moments, the, the, the difference between mature believers and believers that are still struggling with their faith is that mature believers have the ability, it comes more quickly for us to go to God and say, God, I just thank you that I don't have to worry about this. I thank you that you are the God of peace, that you have all of this worked out, that you're working this out according to my good and the good of others. Lord, I thank you that there's no reason for me to worry, no reason for me to fear that you're in complete control. Whereas others, what I found myself doing, everybody, is realizing that, that when the devil comes in and tries to tell me everything that's going wrong, that I have, I have the unique ability, and, and by the way, not just more than that, the call of, of, of God upon my life to turn that around and not repeat everything that's wrong, but repeat everything that's right with God. Everything that's good with God, the faithfulness of God, the mercy of God. I repeat the goodness of God and not the badness of stuff. I repeat the goodness of God and not the badness of the situation. And it helps me, it helps me to receive peace in my life. It, it, you know, the Bible says, uh, well, David says this. He said, why so downcast, oh, my soul? And then he commands himself to do something. Put your trust in God. He's commanding himself. No, no, no. You're not going to focus on the bad. You're going to focus on the good. Can I tell you, it's a biblical principle that we fix our eyes and our thoughts on the author and finisher of our faith. I'm trying to help you out here. So when you're laying in bed and you've got some turmoil on, on, your, on your mind and in your heart, can I tell you, don't think about the badness of the situation. Think about the goodness of your God. That's what we're supposed to do. Number two, God cannot give you true peace then apart from himself. It's true peace only comes from God. And so if you're running to a bank first to solve your turmoil, don't go there first. You go to God first. If you're running to doctors to solve your turmoil, it's fine. Go to doctors, but don't go to them first. Go to God first. See, he's the author of peace. He's also... The, the one who heals us, who delivers us, who restores us, who provides for us. So we go to him first. Number three, peace with God produces peace from God. So when you are at peace with God, it will produce peace from God to you. Supernatural peace. You know, yesterday, my wife and I, were we, we received some news that we didn't really uh, it wasn't enjoyable news. It wasn't good news. And my wife starts talking about that. And, and you know, there's that, there's that moment where you just got to get some stuff off your chest. I get it. And so I, I, I she's kind of just getting the stuff off of her chest. And I'm just, I'm being a good husband. I'm listening. I'm encouraging her. And she finally says, what do you think about that? I think it's going to be fine. I, I think it's going to work out. Because God is bigger than that. God is bigger than this situation. God, God is bigger than our biggest fear. God is bigger. And, and, you know, she starts crying a little bit, and I hold her hand, and she says, you're right, you're right. And we just said, well, we're going to believe for the best. We're going to believe for a good outcome. We're going to believe that God's going to step in. And I slept like a baby last night, everybody. Just slept like a baby. Uh, 
how, how many love those type of nights where you're just, when you're out, you're out? Like it's <laughs> great and glorious is our God, all right? The Bible says that, he, that God loves to give us sweet sleep, by the way. Did you know that? He loves it when we have sweet sleep. You could look that up. It's, it's in your Bible, everybody. So we have peace with God. Uh, when we have peace with God, it produces peace from God. But we often fail. Can I tell you something? I just want to get in a small rabbit trail that's not really a rabbit trail. That one of the reasons that we don't have peace with God um, or, or, or we, we don't feel the peace that's from God is sometimes we, we fail to, to, to focus and to remember the benefits of the cross. Did you know that? That, that sometimes, I, I think as believers, sometimes we, we, uh, we get away from the things that Jesus accomplished for us. Not only that he accomplished in us, but the things that Jesus accomplished for us. That there were some things that were purchased on the cross that you and I didn't have to purchase, that Jesus did that for us, and they're just meant to be enjoyed. Can I tell you, this Isaiah 53, verse 5, I love this, and all of you probably have heard this verse, but he was pierced, Jesus was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities, and the punishment that brought us peace was actually on him, and by his wounds... We are healed. You know what that's saying to me? That's saying, hey, that God is saying, hey, listen, there's some punishment that, that would have been yours, Justin, but I took that punishment and I put it on my son so that you wouldn't have to be punished, so that you wouldn't have to be disciplined, so that you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to, to just try to survive in this world, that you could actually thrive in this world. I took those things that you deserve, Justin, and I put them on my son who didn't deserve them. I put them on Jesus, and he bore them on Calvary. Listen, everybody, don't forget the benefits of the cross. If you feel like you're being punished today for something, can I tell you that that is the wrong mindset, that God doesn't want to punish you. It, Jesus bore our punishment. How many know that that's there right in the Bible? Jesus bore our punishment. If you think, well, God's just out to punish me. Can I tell you something? He's not. He's not out to punish you. Does, does sometimes he discipline us? Yes. But there's a, dis- there's a difference between discipline and punishment. There's a difference. There's a difference. Can I, can I tell you? Can we just take a few moments and thank Jesus for the cross right now? Like, we, I just don't think we talk about that enough. Is that all right to do that? Can we just lift up our hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for your cross. Thank you for your virgin birth and your sinless life. and The, 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 the punishment that you endured, the, the torture, the torment, the, the pain you endured. And you did it for me and you did it for us. That you bore our sins on that cross. Sometimes we forget the benefits of the cross. We forget the benefits of what you endured. But today we remember. And we give you thanks. Oh, Jesus, I love you. Could you just tell him in your own way? Jesus, I love you. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. I love you and I worship you. You get all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's talk about now the path to peace. The path to peace. So if I were to say, who wants to, who wants to live at peace? We'd all say, I, I do. I want that. Well, there is a path to peace, and it's actually easier than you might think. 
It's not a 10-step process. It's not, okay, well, go home and do these seven things, and if you do these seven things and do them well, then you're going to be at peace. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Write this down. The path to peace. The very things we think will give us peace are often the highest causes of stress in our lives. So I'm going to teach you just two things. I'm going to teach you two things this morning. The things that you think will bring peace in your life are actually oftentimes the things that cause us the most amount of stress. So, so for instance, um, my wife and I are dealing with a couple right now. They are not members of this church, and, and we're just helping them out. We're just, we're just investing into them. And they, they have, they have uh, some difficulty with, with drinking. And, and they don't believe that they're alcoholics, but my wife and I believe that they are. And they just live to drink. They just live for the weekends. They, they just think everything is going to be good as long as I get to the weekend and I get to party. As long as I get to the weekend, it's going to be fine. And can I, can I tell you something, new song? That, that's their version of peace. That, that, that well, Okay, well, it might be Monday, but Friday's coming. I get to drink on Friday. But Saturday's coming. I get to drink on Saturday. But Friday's coming. I get to hang out with all of my friends on Friday. And, and, and can I tell you, the, the more they get into that, having, having known Christ and tasted and seen that, that the Lord is good, that, that they, they've, they've, it's not that they've not had relationship with Jesus. They're, they're just trying to walk the fence. They're trying to have the best of this world, but the best of God too. And, and they think, well, as long as I can just get to the weekend, then, then, and, and boy, that's so encouraging. And we're, we're trying to tell them, no, no, no. The thing, that, the thing that you're looking forward to is really the thing that's causing a complication in your life. The, the thing that you think is going to relieve your stress is actually causing stress in your life. Because you know in your heart of hearts it's not right. You know in your heart of hearts that drunkenness is a sin. You know in your heart of hearts that the Bible talks about that living for the flesh. And they don't have their eyes set upon Jesus, everybody. They don't, they're not thinking, man, I can't wait to spend some time with Jesus. They're actually saying, I can't wait to spend some time in the bars. You see it? The thing that they think is going to, to bring peace in their life and joy in their life. is actually causing stress in their life because they are, they are living in guilt. They know it's wrong, but they just keep doing it anyway. Well, pastor, I, I would just be happy if I had this and this and this, and I'd be, at so, I'd be so much more at peace if I just had a bigger house. Really? Really? I would just be so much more at peace if I got to, to buy this and experience that, or if I, got to, if I just got to go on vacation, I would be at peace. Really? I've tried that. <laughs> it don't work, everybody. It don't work. How many knows that, if, that when you come back from vacation, stuff is still there? You know, when you, I mean, it, nothing's changed at home. You just got to go sit on a beach for a little while, and then you come right back to it. See, so a lot of times people put their hopes in the wrong things. Well, if I hope in this, it's, then, then I'm going to be because you're just running in the wrong direction. And it breaks the heart of God because he wants you to run to him. 
He wants you to run to him. The second thing, I, I love this. We can't believe everything that we think. But we must think everything we believe. Now, I'm going to explain that to you in a second. Uh, we can't believe everything that we think. The devil is going to put some lies. He's going to put some thoughts in, in your hearts and minds, and, and, you, and you're going to want to think things that are lies from the devil. You're going to want to focus on things that are simply lies from the devil. You're, you're laying there at night, you're trying to go to sleep, and you're thinking about lies from the devil, how it's not going to work out. You start playing worst case scenarios in your mind. Well, what am I going to do if they do this? What am I going to do if this happens? What's going to happen? It, you know, how am I going to respond over here? What's so-and-so going to do? And you're just concentrating on the lies from the devil. You're concentrating on the lack of peace that you have and why it's not going to work out or why it's practically impossible. Can I, can I tell you something? We can't believe everything that we think. But we must think everything that we believe. What I mean by that is I believe every single word in this book. I believe it all. There's not, let me say it this way. There is not one sentence in this book that I do not believe. And I have to think what I believe. Well, what do I believe? I believe the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus I believe that all these promises apply to me. I believe that if God said it, he's going to do it. I believe that God has a plan. He has a future for me, and not just for me, but for those that I, that I love, that I care about, that I'm praying for. I believe this book, and so I'm going to start thinking according to this book, not according to my emotions, not according to my, to, to my own thoughts, to my version of, of what should happen. I'm not going to believe the lies of the enemy. Everybody, I've got to think what I believe. And I believe in the word of God. And I've got to start thinking this. I've got to start quoting this. I've got to start hiding this in my heart. I've I, I got problems, so then I go into the word of God and I find some verses that fit my problem. And I just memorize them and I, I quote them. And when the devil lies to me, I said, no, 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 devil. This is what the Word of God says. We got to think, we got to think everything we believe, whatever is pure and noble and admirable and trustworthy and excellent. We think about those things, the Bible says. So we got to focus our, our, our minds, our thoughts on the goodness of God, the Word of God, the promises of God. And, and I, I, got some, I, got some, I got some things for you to believe this morning. Are you ready? Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace, not just peace, but perfect peace, all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. God, you will keep in perfect peace. The ones who just say, Father, this is yours. God, you got this. I know you got this. God, I trust you. The Bible says he keeps you in perfect peace. <laughs> you can sleep at night, everybody. Knowing that God is good. What about Romans 8? It says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But watch this. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. So as you're laying there at night, you can say to your Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, give me more of your Spirit. 
Help me to uh, abide in your presence and, and in your spirit. So Holy Spirit, come in and, and fill me. Give me your mind. The Bible says not only the mind of the spirit, we're governed by the spirit, but we're also to have the mind of Christ. So as we're laying there, Father, give me the mind of Christ. So everybody, get your, get your, get your thoughts off of the problem and set your mind on the problem solver. Get your mind off of the problem and look to the problem solver. Don't walk according to the flesh. I don't think that's just talking about sin there. You know how many times that something enters in our life and we're, and we're not in rest and we just tend to start manipulating things. Well, if I do this, then he'll do that. Well, if I do this, then she'll do that. Well, if I say it this way, then maybe he will or maybe she will. Can I tell you, that's manipulation. Could it be that that's also fleshly-minded? Could it be that you're trying to solve something in your flesh? But no, 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 everybody... But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Oh, Holy Spirit, I need you to govern my mind. Govern my mind. Come on, everybody, put, put your hand on your head and just say, Holy Spirit, govern my mind. Govern my mind. Control my thoughts. Holy Spirit. Ooh, thank you, Lord. The presence of the Lord is here, amen. Colossians 3, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Set your mind, not on earthly things, but on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God the Father. Where do we put our minds? Not on the stuff that troubles us. We set our minds on our Heavenly Father. Can I, can I tell you something? If you, if you just remember one thing today, remember this. Don't focus on the storm. Focus on the Savior. Don't focus on the storm. You focus on the Savior. Don't focus on the problem. Focus on the problem solver. Don't focus on your doubts. Focus on the deliverer. Come on, everybody. That's a good word for us today, isn't it? It's a good word for us today. Could you all just stand up with me? We're going to worship the Lord in just a second. But as I, as I told you before, I have a, uh, a specific blessing I want to speak over you. And, and, and in a moment, we're all just going to kind of open up our hands towards the Lord like we normally do just to receive a blessing. It's just symbolic of receiving a blessing. And if you're not comfortable with that, you, don't, you certainly don't have to. It's just something I encourage us to do. But before we do that, with, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you've just been going through a storm, you've been dealing with fear, and, and you, maybe you've been handling it the wrong way, and, and today, you're just making a decision 
And, and I just want, this is really for your benefit, not for mine. You're just making a decision that today, I'm just gonna trust the Lord. Today's a day where I'm not gonna focus on the storm, I'm gonna focus on a savior. I'm not gonna focus on the problem, I'm gonna focus on the problem solver. I'm not gonna focus, I'm not gonna put my eyes and my focus on my doubts, but on, but on the deliverer. If you wanna do that today, could you raise your hand really high? Just hold that up, yeah, lots of hands. I knew this is a word from the Lord for us today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now do it. If you have your hand raised, if you raise it, just do it. When those thoughts come against you, the devil lies in your ear. He whispers in your ear. I want you to reject him and say, oh, no, 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 no. My eyes, my focus is on the Savior. I set my mind on things above. I, I have a mind that is governed by the Holy Spirit. That's what you do right there. You just reject every thought that is not of God, every lie of the enemy, just reject it. And I'm gonna speak this blessing over you right here, right now. And then we're just gonna worship Jesus for the peace that he brings. Now, could you all open up your hands toward heaven and let me speak this under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I declare to you today, my dearest family, and listen to these words and receive them. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. New song, I declare peace over you. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. Even though tribulations come, take heart, new song, because Jesus has overcome the world. I declare you will not be anxious any longer, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, you will let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. Fear not, my family, for God is with you. Be not dismayed, for he is your God. He will strengthen you. He will help you. He will uphold you with his righteous hand. I proclaim the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Peace he gives to you, new song, but not as the world gives. So don't let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I declare that the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. In peace, you will both lie down and sleep for the Lord alone makes you dwell in safety. May the Lord grant you sweet sleep and divine rest as he fills you with the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And may the Lord give strength to all of his people. And may the Lord bless his people with peace. New song, may mercy, peace, and love be not just added to you, May mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. And the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. I declare it as being done. And if you receive that this morning, say amen. Amen. Let's worship the Lord. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life, and we would love to continue on that journey. 
to find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org connect. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope you tune in next week.